0: Our guest today is tennis player Petra Kvitova. With a long-lasting and ongoing career during which she won 31 singles titles including two Grand Slam titles, Petra is talking to us about her progress over the years and her hopes for the future. She tells us her thoughts on her 2023 season and relives the emotions and excitement of her first Wimbledon win in 2011. Petra also shares the secrets behind her long-lasting career and success as well as the challenges that have come with it and how she overcomes them. I'm your host, Theo van den Broeke. Welcome to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer.
1: My highlight of the season was uh, definitely Miami Open. That's uh, for sure the biggest title uh, of the season. I, I won a title in Berlin as well on, on my favorite grass. Uh, so it was a great one too, because some friends came, and it was pretty close to Prague, so uh, they came to watch. So it was like totally different, but uh, Miami Open was the highest one. It was amazing uh, tournament. I have to say that I already started play well in Indian Wells when I reached the quarterfinal, and I played very good tennis. And um, the Miami Open, I never like liked it that much because there is a lot of humidity, and I have asthma, so for me it's always pretty tough to play there in the conditions. And um, was uh, I just played like round by round and. Uh, I didn't really think that I can go that far uh, even to the semi-finals or whatever but uh, lucky me probably when I'm playing longer in the tournaments I play better so <laughs> that's always good good to have and that's what I probably showed in the in the Miami Open one tournament finished with the title and going to the next one it's totally different story it's it's different conditions different courts sometimes different balls different players in the draw and so so i think yes when you're playing well of course that you're gonna have a bigger confidence but on the other side everybody wants to beat you especially being in top 10. It's something which you are a target for everybody and everybody wants to beat you uh, when you win a Grand Slam. It's the same thing. So I think (laughs) it's really, it's both sides and and the tennis is tough in it because we have just one year to define all the points from the previous year. So I think it's, it's really pressuring all the time. So when you win a title the next year, you have to defend it. So, it's like, it's great to win a title, but on the other side, next year, it's like, uh-oh, okay, this and this points, it's here. Okay, let's, let's see. I always thought that I'm going to lose, so it's always a big surprise if I win. I, I'm not the one who has too much confidence and, you know, thinking that, uh, okay, I'm going to win this tournament, and, and so... Uh, so I never have this mentality. It's it's my mentality, and everybody has a different kind of, of it. it. Uh, yeah. A United Cup was a great event. I really enjoyed it. I love team competitions, and especially with the men combined, was uh, something something else, a different level, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so it was a great start, even I played great tennis over there. And uh, I, I felt pretty well, but unfortunately uh, the Austrian Open didn't um, go the way I, I wanted. I lost in the second round, but um, I think overall the beginning of the season wasn't that bad. It's always tough when you lose, uh, especially at the Grand Slam and beginning of the Grand Slam. Um, and because I played pretty good tennis before... I probably, you know, thought that I will go a little bit forward, but sometimes the draw, it's it's tougher, you know, the nerves and everything. It's, it wasn't my day, but I was pretty, like, upset after the loss and uh, I went home and, uh, you know, trying to forget and, and focus on the next tournaments, which uh, I had in Dubai and... Uh, that's always probably the right mindset that you need to focus what it's next. That's good in tennis that you have always chanced next week. I think it's every week challenge of the season, but for me probably was every day going to the practice, actually, because, you know, I'm 33 and I'm doing it since I'm in 16. Traveling, playing tennis since I've been four, and you know, every day going for the practice. It's it's a routine. It's something which you are not even thinking. But on the other hand, I think it's uh, it was a big challenge this year. The biggest challenge of my career is 2016-17 uh, when. Uh, Uh, The horrible thing uh, happened to me and I really wanted to try to come back and play tennis on the same level as I did before. The men injured my my hand and my playing hand, my left hand, so I couldn't really know even if I'm gonna hold a racket, if I'm gonna have all my fingers and everything. So that was definitely the biggest challenge of my career, of my life as well, Um, come back and, and play good tennis. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of efforts as well, a lot of motivation, a lot of work. Um, Yeah, and I did it. So I'm proud of myself in this case. As a professional tennis player, you have a routine. You have at 10, tennis, at 11, serves, I don't know, at one, fitness, and kind of this stuff. So I think this routine helped me even to get back my motion to the hand, exercising with the hand. Um, And I think mentally it was tough as well. I worked with a mental coach that time as well. Um, So I think all the small things helped me in the end with it. Um, as I heard from my doctor, it was like five percent uh, of playing tennis again, and uh, he said it when I play tennis. So I was like, "Thank you for not saying it before." <laughs> that it would be much much difficult for me to think only five percent. So, yeah. So I, I'm I'm glad how I work on it, how I stand up to it, and that I really wanted to come back and play tennis on the good level. You know, it would be tough if I couldn't play on the level I kind of used to. That's I probably going to finish the career already there. But uh, yeah, I did it. So good one. Good ending.
0: <laughs> well, well done. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. To be a professional athlete and have asthma, that must be challenging. Did you, did you kind of believe that it was going to be more of a hindrance than it has been when you were younger?
1: Yeah, it, it is challenging because you really never know when it hits you um i found out in 2009 so it's pretty long over those years to you know fight even with the one more thing um and uh i think the asthma uh one Better in those years, but still sometimes it's uh, just tough to play in it. And uh, I'm using the medication every every single day. So yeah, it's it's got better, which is good. But as I said, um, sometimes it hits you, and you don't even know how how big one and how bad one.
0: It, it must be very um, heartening for young people who are born and all have asthma to hear that a that an international tennis superstar is able to still do their do their job despite having the illness so it's kind of amazing
1: yeah yeah and i mean of course uh, tennis is a different sport uh, compared to some running or swimming or anything every sport has a own specifics so yeah when we are playing in a humidity where it's very hot that's that's the problem for me
0: and i'm just intrigued quickly on the point you said about not enjoying miami what is kind of your favorite area place to play tennis
1: well, of course, I love Wimbledon. Uh, what a surprise, right? Uh, <laughs> and uh, of course, since last year, I love Miami Open as well. But uh, I like Indian Wells as a tournament, as a, as a setup. I never really played the best over there, but uh, I very I really like it. And uh, European tournaments for me are very like, you know, feeling like a home and knowing the mentality of the people over there.
0: You just touched on how much you love Wimbledon. How did this year's performance compare to your previous previous experiences at the tournament?
1: Um, yeah, it was good and bad in uh, one, one, uh, one thing. I, I reached the second week for after so many years, so that was a, a huge one for me. But then I lost in the centre court pretty badly to Ons, And uh, that, you know, it's always tough to face something like this um especially at the Wimbledon when you know I have always the best memories and um yeah it just happened unfortunately too too quickly I would say um I tried to came back to the match but it was kind of no chance I think that uh I was too too much excited uh, for the match, and it was just going too too quickly. And um, yeah, um, like overall was great to reach second week, but the ending of it was tough.
0: How how long does it take you to recover from something like that?
1: This one took a little bit longer than you know other stuff, but luckily I had a wedding coming afterwards, so I had totally different um, thoughts after my 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 loss so uh we flew home and you know i had so many stuff to set up for the wedding so it was a good one in this case that you know i had to change my mindset pretty quickly
0: yeah i mean on that point you've been playing tennis for a very long time professionally um what's the secret to maintaining your performance and success
1: well, as I said, I think it's a everyday practice, everyday thinking what you are eating, everyday fitness, um, everything d- doing well, which as a professional athlete you have to do. So I think everything of this it's making you the one. Who I am?
0: They often say when you make something you love, your career you lose the love for it. Do you do you still enjoy tennis just as a as a sport as a game?
1: Uh, I love tennis. I love tennis. Uh, I know sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes it's really painful. I think especially for the girl, it's it's tough to travel all around, not, you know, having a family by your side. Um, I think it's tough sport, especially for the girl. But I love tennis itself. I don't like the stuff around it. But as a tennis, I think it's a great sport. And um, it's something which you can do it's a chess which you play against the other one you have to find a good plan to win it's about your mindset if you are thinking negatively then you're probably going to lose some points if you are a positive way you know that's the other way it's it's beautiful sport
0: Mm. And when you say you don't like the things around it what, what what are those
1: well especially it's a traveling i have to say you know, sometimes the long distances are just too much. I hate packing. You know, you are just in one bag or two bags for month, month and a half, and you know, it's probably that you are like alone and you are not at home. That's probably what I miss most: uh, my family, friends. Uh, I'm proud auntie as well, so I miss those kids, and uh, that's probably the hardest on it.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Do you approach competitions differently now then, than you did at the beginning of your career?
1: I think so. I think I'm I'm thinking a little bit more about everything, what is happening before the match, even during the match. Uh, when I was younger and started on the tour, I was fearless. I didn't think that much, you know. I was newcomer. I just played against always the better ones and always... Try to play risky and made some winners, and over those years I know this was on it. It was not only the game plan A which I should play. So I changed a little bit as a player as well over those years as a person and everything. So I think that's uh, that's nature progressing. I think.
0: Is there a specific match or tournament that you consider to be the turning point in your career? That kind of moment where you were like, okay, right this is this is serious
1: i think it was a uh, u.s open i'm not sure which year was it 2009 2010 i i beat dinara safina in the third round of the u.s open and she was number one in the world and uh, we played nine session i won it in three sets and i think it could be the turning point in my career
0: if you could go and give yourself you know that 2010 petra a, a word of advice now what would you what would you tell her
1: try to enjoy it as much as you can because then i think when you realize i do can be good and everything um you a little bit lose the joy of it and uh things just a little bit different so i i would say a little bit enjoy it more but uh, it's easy to say <laughs>
0: of course do you think when you eventually stop playing tennis professionally do you think you will still play it as a pastime
1: um that's a good question of course that if i've when i were gonna finish with my tennis career it will be like too much of tennis in my life um but i can't say that you know i will not play ever tennis i will not touch the racket because i still love the sport and maybe because I don't I will don't have to play that will be a little bit different story because for me it's like oh today I have to go run but if I don't have to run and I feel like going to running I just enjoy it so much and I love it so who knows maybe that will be the same case with tennis when I don't have to practice and just play for fun it's I I can see that (laughs)
0: <laughs> um can you describe the emotions you felt um at your first glance grand slam title at wimbledon in 2011 what what was that what was that like and how did it impact your career
1: you know what i really love these interviews because it's always make me that i have to think how was it and um i'm coming always back in my mind to to feel it again so thank you <laughs> um <laughs> Well, the first one, I would say it was special a surprise. It was a big surprise for me, for my coaches, my family, for everybody, I would say. Um, That year I was number eight seeded. That's what I remember. And I wasn't a favorite at all. I mean, in every match I played somebody who was more favorite than me. And uh, that was something like an underdog coming and playing against Maria Sharapova in the final, of course, you know, it's like how I can even think I'm going to win. So um, I didn't really think too much, to be honest. And when I started to play, I just played amazing. And uh, yeah, I won it and I couldn't believe it, to be honest. So it was a really surprise, happy um. Uh, all the mixed emotions, I would say.
0: I bet. I bet it must have been huge. Along with your national team, you won six Fed Cup titles. What do you attribute that success to?
1: I mean, uh, we as a Czech Republic, I uh, would say we are a very small country and we have so many great players. Even now, even before, um, I think we kind of started the great era of, of uh, women's Czech tennis uh, when we won six titles, as you mentioned it. We had a great team with Lucy Safarova, uh, Radecka Hlavackova, Barbora Strycova after and uh, Pliskova coming up. Um, it was, I think, good chemistry as well in the team that we really support each other, uh, respect each other. And we were just there for everyone and uh, especially playing home um, because we have a great arena with a... Eighteen thousand people it was always full and uh the all people just you know was behind us and uh, it was something amazing what uh, i still think about it it was like unreal i would say and six titles in seven years it's uh, wow yeah
0: it's amazing it's incredible yeah um your ability p- to play left-handed has been a unique aspect of your game um how has this style impacted your approach and success
1: um well I think it's it's a little bit different of course but was few left players left-handed players which uh, was coming in as well and I think then you're going to find out how to play lefties I would say I think the biggest advantage of mine was a uh, served uh, from the ad juice uh, at at side of the of the court because it's going to to the their back end and it's tough to return it especially on the grass and uh, that's probably the biggest thing which we had compared to right-handed players.
0: Yeah. Does that make it difficult to have friends?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's really difficult because it's individual sport and everybody has their own teams. And I, I have my good friends on the tour, of course. I do and I'm very glad for it because it's not easy to find it. It's. I don't have it like many i would say like one two three um so that's that's tough on this on in this world as well to to find something someone who is on the same page as you are and you don't have to talk about the tennis of course but then you don't have really time to meet sometimes because you know you have a match tomorrow and the other one has a different routine for example so yeah it's tough
0: um what kind of legacy would you like to leave in the sport of tennis
1: um that's I think it's pretty easy I think that I always stand up for the fair play I always stand up for being still a human even you know playing butlers and everything um so I would leave some you know friendly and fair play Petra at the time <laughs>
0: That's very nice. That's positive. Um, And looking to the future, you know, you're playing the best tennis of your life, arguably, what are the main goals and aspirations do you have for the future?
1: Oh, you know, I think I'm in the age which I'm not selling any goals anymore. Um, I I reached uh, Grand Slams I didn't arrange number one, but it's really tough in the, in this age to reach it in a way. Uh, I've been in the top 10 even I might, after my horrible injury. I actually achieve everything what it's possible, I would say, in my case. And um, I'm always setting the goals to be healthy and, of course, to play well in the Grand Slams. And then it's showing on your ranking. Um, so, of course, the Grand Slams are the main goal every year.
0: Mm-hmm. If you weren't a professional tennis player, what would you be doing?
1: I hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would definitely study some high school because everybody in our family has the university and everything. So, uh, that's what I would, I would do as well. Um, my dad was a teacher. I don't think I would love it, but uh, I was thinking about some psychologist maybe or something like this in this case. But then I I was like, "Oof! If I'm gonna hear all the bad stories and everything, it would kill me." And I'm kind of the one who is taking too too much, like too close to to my heart and everything that I would never sleep again. So I don't know, really.
0: Would you ever become a professional coach? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> i don't think i could be a good coach so i don't think so i could be maybe a mentor but as a tennis coach i don't think so
0: i think that's a good moment to leave it thank you so much <laughs> petro it, it, it's much. so <laughs> wonderful to have you at the edge um you've been wonderful thank you very much for your time
1: thank you thank you very much for having me
0: it's been a pleasure Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge. If you'd like to listen to more episodes like this one, have a listen to our interviews with athletes Felix auger Aliassim, Sidney McLaughlin and Simona De Silvestro. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us five stars. It does make a difference. Thank you to Petra Kvitova for joining us. I'm your host, Theo van den Bruke, and I'll be back next month with the best-off episode of season three. Thank you for listening to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. See you soon.